Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Just want to give a disclaimer that this episode mentions religion and body image. So if those are things that trigger you, this is a trigger warning. Even though we're going to keep this episode positive, I just want to put that out there as a precaution. Also, disclaimer, in no way am I going to be trying to convert, trying to challenge, or say that any other religion is wrong. I respect all religions and beliefs. I know words can get twisted, so I want to say this beforehand. I respect, I welcome, and I love everyone. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Happy Sunday, everybody. So I said in the last podcast episode that I want to keep things positive here for a while just because lately I feel like we've had a lot of negative energy and that's not ideal for the new spring season we're going into that I literally cannot stop talking about. And today's podcast episode is going to be a little bit different. You know, usually when I sit down and record these podcast episodes, they are very unscripted. I have like maybe a few main points in a Google Docs. I have a few articles for reference and so on, but I mainly just sit down, press record, and see what comes out my mouth. But today's episode is more of a diary entry. I wrote this a few days ago. It was like midnight. I had class the next morning and I was watching a BuzzFeed video of an ex-Christian and an ex-atheist. And they're just kind of talking about what made them, I guess, go to the opposite side of the spectrum, if that makes sense. And, you know, I was just kind of in a mood and in a mindset to sit and make a diary entry because I have to be in, like, the right headspace in order to actually write something worth reading. And I read it a few days later, and I decided to make a podcast episode on it for a few different reasons. One of the main ones was because... Literally, the day after I wrote this diary entry, something happened to me that was, like, mind-blowing. I was like, holy crap, these two events correlate with each other so well that I need to share this. But also, you know, when I was reading it, I thought there are other people out there who are probably in the same situation as I am and could probably benefit from hearing what I have to say, and I thought, you know what, why not? It's my podcast, I can talk about whatever I want. So yeah, I guess the next step is to kind of read to you guys my diary entry and talk about it. So without further ado, let's get into that, I guess. Since I was born, I have known there is a God, and he sent Jesus to earth, and that Jesus died for our sins. There is no question in my mind that there is a God, because there are so many signs that I have experienced and witnessed for myself that cannot be explained, like when someone is saved from a near-death experience, or I suddenly decide not to go somewhere and see later on that something has happened. That gut feeling, or when it is just out of my hands, is when I know that God didn't want me in that particular place or position. I'm someone that practices manifestation and speaks about the universe. 
I honestly believe that the universe was created by God and that he installs magic in it. So when I say the universe granted me something or the universe is speaking to me, I think of it as the universe being a messenger from God and that God is in heaven and the universe is a magical entity that he sends a message to to assist me on my journey. I did not grow up in a church and was never baptized. As far as I knew, my mother wanted me to come to my own conclusions. Every now and then, I would attend church with my cousin, but since I was little, I have had occasions where I've prayed. It was a natural instinct to me. It was not something that I learned from a church or my family. It was something that I instinctively knew to do. I don't pray as often as I should, but I used to. In recent years, I've thought a lot about religion and whether or not I should get involved in church. I asked my cousin's pastor if I needed to be baptized, and he said to me, Do you believe in God? And I replied, Yes. And that's when he told me that most people get some sort of baptism for them to physically give themselves to God or to spread to others their devotion. He told me that the most important thing is to build my personal relationship with God and that as long as I know inside me that I believe in him and that I have that connection with him, it is up to me whether I need to announce that to others. For a while I was confused a lot with religious practices and what others said was quote unquote bad. I never believed that people who were not heterosexual or people who weren't cisgender were bad. I always believe that God loves us all no matter who or what we identify as. That as long as you believe in him and you are not a horrible person, nothing else should matter. And even if you have done bad things, God would decide if you were truly a bad person or if you just had a few screw-ups here and there. When I started questioning my sexuality, that was the hardest time because I had those thoughts of, will I not go to heaven? Am I doomed if I happen to like someone other than a guy? And even when I got my tattoo, I was like, did I just seal my fate? Does this mean I'm going to hell? But then after a while, I remembered that my natural thoughts as a child were that God loved us all equally and that no one was seen as better than anyone else. I researched what it was called when someone loves God and trusts in him but doesn't publicly practice religion. The first link that came up was a forum on Quora. There were two posts that I read that cleared my head and gave me that gut feeling of, this is what I believe God wants me to know. I believe that everything is a sign, and with that link and those two posts coming up as I was questioning some things, it was a sign from God and what he wanted me to know. Those gut feelings were him guiding me. The first article said, quote, Jesus teaches us that to know God means that we trust God. We must have faith. This touches on several additional points. One, faith is a complete absence of doubt. Two, Jesus teaches that God is in and around us and that we can do what Jesus did and more, but the church teaches that God is an entity separate from humanity and that a quote-unquote password of accepting Jesus as a savior is required to possibly get on to that distant God's good side. Three, Jesus teaches that God's will is that we trust God. 
The church has an elaborate and abstract interpretation that defines God to be the quote-unquote selector of life choices at whim, or as the church says, if it is God's will. I'm still quoting from Korah, by the way. Continuing with the quote, this person said, Following Jesus, all that is needed to get to know God is for a person to set a goal and have faith that they will achieve their goal. Once we have set and accomplished a few goals by using faith and trusting God within us, that we come to know God. We transition from believing in God to knowing God, and that can happen in a matter of hours or days. Remember that the disciples learned from Jesus in the first year of teaching, and then they spent the next two years before his death teaching others to do what they had learned from Jesus. Compare that to the church, and we can see that not even the Pope can do what Jesus did or even do anything remotely close to that what Jesus did. Start with your belief in God and then take active steps as described to know God and your own life as I have, end quote. And the second link said, quote, The true church is built of living building stones. It is the Lord's Ecclesia. I hope I'm saying that right. It is made up of individuals who have the revelation of Jesus and have come to him to receive him as Lord of their life. Here is where the confusion begins. We glibly use the term church to describe things which are not the Lord's ecclesia. A building devoted to religious meeting is called the church. Attending a religious meeting is called going to church. This person says, I do not go to church. I believe that I am part of the Ecclesia, the body of Christ on earth. Once I caught sight of Jesus Christ many years ago, I never let go of him and he never let go of me. Come to Jesus Christ, not religion. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except by me. It is all about a relationship, not a religion or traditions or any other man-made doctrines. Continuing with this person's post on Quora, they said, When people touch Christianity today in the institutional, organized, visible church, it is so often more of a religious way of thinking or living or acting or talking, and more often in these latter times, it is not biblical Christianity, but mere churchianity. They are touching external things such as where, when, and how church services are to be conducted, things such as which church doctrine is correct, and so on, but seldom do they touch the real person, Jesus. So reach out to him and touch him and you will be given life in him and be free from the shackles of religion and any false guilt that comes from not subscribing to it. There may still be congregations meeting together in buildings that have remained biblically sound and standing firm in these latter days, but they are in the minority as these are the days of apostasy. As for the meeting together of believers who are called out beyond the ways of beyond the walls of religion, they are led by the Holy Spirit, and there may be a time in the wilderness alone with God. When guided by the Holy Spirit, they will meet other Christians as the Lord directs. Believe me, there are many who have and are being called out beyond the walls. There is not a new phenomenon, but has been noticeably gaining ground over the last 20 years. 
many such Christian fellowship via various means, but often in the spirit and virtuality through the through the internet, blogs, forums, online communities, Christian YouTube videos. Many are available that are made by others who have been let out beyond the walls of churchianity. There are opportunities to subscribe to podcasts, attend webinars, and meeting others through these means is possible. There are even online services. I have made contact with many other believers throughout the world in these ways, end quote. So now this is me, my own point of view again. I know some people see my tarot cards, for example, as something against God. But what I've always believed is that when we die, God allows us to come back as an animal and watch over our loved ones. My tarot deck is for spirit animals. When I use the cards, I ask the universe, what do you want me to know or be aware of this week? And I like to believe that God is sending a message to me from the universe. My thoughts before when I asked, will I go to hell for this, could have been mistaken for doubting God. But now I see that I've always believed in God and that I was doing what I shouldn't, fearing the unknown of what is to come after death. One of the articles said that God did not want us to think about tomorrow or a week from now, that he wanted us to focus on today. So me worrying about what to, what is to come after death was not what God told us to do because it causes stress and anxiety things he did not want for us to go through. So I am not going to think or worry about life after death. I'm going to leave that to God. And I don't believe that God wanted us to hate anyone who wasn't like us. I've always known the words, love thy neighbor. I believe that we have to love, cherish, and respect each other, regardless of if we agree or disagree with each other. Some people in this world who hate others or hurt them because they're different from them have just simply lost the message of God. So from now on, I am going to respect my neighbors, love them, love myself, trust in him, trust in the universe, keep practicing my manifestation, living for today and not worrying about tomorrow, leaving my path and my journey up to God and the universe, spreading love and working on my personal relationship with God. I do not believe I need to necessarily go to church on a regular basis or practice what different churches tell me unless I have that gut feeling that I need to, because I believe that as long as I know my relationship with God and I believe in him, he knows that I believe in him and I will follow him. So I wrote that a few nights ago now, and the morning after I wrote that, I just felt so good that day. I I felt liberated in a way, you know, because for the past couple years, I have been struggling with these constant anxieties of what I believe, what I don't believe, and what's going to happen after, you know, death and Really, I just kind of felt lost because a lot of my friends are devoted to a specific religion and they do all these different things that they all can relate on. And I'm usually kind of the outcast where it's like, I don't go to church and I don't really talk about this kind of stuff. And 
I was just like, you know what? A lot of people are in my same position. And hearing this might, I don't know, give people some conclusions or at least steer them in a direction to make their own choices. And literally the next day after I wrote this, I was going to my classes. I didn't start till the afternoon, so it was around midday when I was heading to class. And I was looking for my headphones because usually I put my headphones in so nobody bothers me on my way to school. And I couldn't find my headphones. I had realized I left them in my jacket pocket at home. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to practice what I told myself last night. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to take in my surroundings and live in the moment. So, you know, I go to class and everything's fine. I go to my second class and everything's fine. And then I start walking home. Well, actually, I was walking to the bus stop to go home. And in order to get from the building I was in to the bus stop, I have to pass through kind of a main area of campus. So since I didn't have my headphones with me and I wasn't in the mood to have small talk with people as I was walking by, I kept my head down. That's also part of a little bit of my social anxiety. But anyway, I kept my head down and I was walking through the main area of campus and there weren't a whole lot of people because it was later on in the day so there weren't as many people out and there were a group of girls that were sitting on this bench that is in the middle of the walkway in this area and I don't know what the context was of their conversation and I don't know who else was around but it was blatantly obvious that I was one of the only kind of plus-sized people in the area. Sorry, I kind of had to stop there for a second. Rosie was having a nightmare. Um, but anyway, back to the day after I wrote the different revelations I had. I don't know the context of what these girls were talking about, but it was inevitable that I was one of the only plus size people within their vicinity, I guess. And as I was walking by, mind you, I didn't have my headphones with me. I heard one girl say, quote, I'm happy there aren't a lot of skinny people in college. And I knew that was directed not, maybe not particularly at me, but it was directed in my direction since I was the only plus size person in their vicinity and she said that as I happened to be walking past and you know a few years ago that comment would have absolutely destroyed me but with what I'm trying to practice now and where my mind is at now I just immediately took out my phone and started writing down my thoughts and I didn't want to say anything to these people because it just just a stupid comment that, you know, I get and particularly I just wanted to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But I wrote a few things down about my reaction that I heard 
from this comment. And I said, number one, that is so toxic for people to hear that, especially if they struggle with body image or some sort of conflict having to do with body image. Like, if you're walking down the street and you're not mentally, like, okay with how you look and you hear something like that, you're automatically going to think that that person is talking about you, even though they could just be talking in general. And that comment can be so toxic to so many people. Second off, we as a society are getting bigger. And, you know, a few years ago, it was the goal, I guess, to be a size zero, a size two, or a size four. But the average American size of a woman is a size 14. And that is, in the media and in most clothing brands, that is considered, like, on the cusp of straight size versus plus size. And I'm just baffled at that because... Like, if that's the average, how is that, you know, an extended size? That should be, like, you know, the straight size, I guess you could say, because so many people are that size. And, you know, the media, movies, fashion, and society need to see that. Stop making unrealistic body standards the goal and stop promoting weight loss teas or sugary diet pills or those stupid, like, lollipops that you use instead of actually eating a meal. Like, that's so sick to me that the media broadcasts stuff. And third off, what does your size have to do with your intelligence? These are society's presumptions that if you look a certain way, you are not smart or you're dumb. And also, this goes back to what I wrote last night where I said I would trust in God and the universe. And that day, I forgot my headphones at home. Had I not forgotten my headphones, I would have not heard this comment as I was walking by and I wouldn't be sharing this right now. That was God and the universe leading me, you know? And comments like that are just so ridiculous in any sort of context. Because I hate the assumption people make where it's like, oh, if you're a bigger person and you're in like an honors class or you're in like a high skill level class, that you're you are bigger because you spend all your time at home reading books instead of playing sports. If you're skinny, that means that you're super active and everything. Like, not all people gain weight the same way and not all people lose weight the same way. Some people have incredibly fast metabolisms. Some people have incredibly slow metabolisms. And your size and your weight and your appearance has nothing to do with your intelligence or why you're in college. Like, you're in college to get an education and or to get a certification so you can work at your job. Like, it's not anyone else's business but your own. And I don't know. I honestly am just so sick of 
people body shaming others for them being on the petite side or on the bigger side or being average or, you know, their boobs not being big enough or their butt being too small or having a thigh gap. It's like, who cares, you know? And I am someone who has struggled with body image literally my entire life. Even right now as I'm recording this and right now as you're hearing this, I am not 100% confident in my body. There are so many different things that I would love to evolve my body. You know, I'd love to be thinner. I'd love to be a little bit more toned and a little bit more fit. But that stuff doesn't happen overnight. You know, you can't go from X amount of weight to Y amount of weight overnight. The trick is that you have to love your body as it is changing and as it is evolving, that you can look in the mirror and say, I might not like the way I look right now, but I'm okay with the way I look. And I respect myself and I love myself because I know that I am getting to my end goal one step at a time, whether that is gaining weight, losing weight, toning, um, any sort of modification that makes you happy and is healthy for you. You know, like, I used to... I need to stop myself before I say something I shouldn't, but, you know, back in high school, trigger warning, uh, skip ahead 30 seconds, but I used to... There was a point in time where I hardly ever ate, and I would skip lunch. My friends would literally... It came to the point where my friends would look at me and be like, have you eaten lunch yet? And I said, no. And they're just like, you need to eat. I said, I'll eat at home. And then I wouldn't. And, you know, I'm better now and I am not promoting eating disorders whatsoever. And I was never officially diagnosed with an eating disorder. So I don't even want to say that because I hate, you know, the whole self-diagnosis thing. But there was... A time where I was so unhappy with my body that I was essentially hurting it in a way. And I, looking back, I just can't, like, if I could physically see the girl that I was a few years ago, I would just take her into my arms and be like, it's gonna be okay. You know, when I was in middle school and even parts of high school, there were summers where I wore jeans literally the entire summer. Even when it was 108 and I had to go somewhere, I was wearing jeans because I was scared to wear shorts because someone was going to comment on them. But now, literally in the summer, you can't get me out of shorts. You can't get me out of dresses and rompers because they are effing cute and I love them on my body. Okay? Like, and you know, granted, I still wake up some days and look in the mirror and am not completely content with how I look. But as long as I remember that I am evolving and I am getting to the place that I want to be one step at a time and your weight fluctuates. Like there are going to be some days where you're bigger than you were yesterday or you're smaller than you were yesterday. You don't stay the exact same pinpoint weight forever. Okay. Your weight fluctuates. And as long as I am accepting of myself and I know that I am getting to my end goal one step at a time, that is 
is such a healthier mindset than what it was for me a few years ago. And I hope that you are in a healthy mindset as you're listening to this right now. And I hope that this is giving you some sort of motivation or like clearing your head in some way because I just really wish that some of these people out there who make comments like that and comments worse than that will get it through their thick skulls how detrimental some of these con comments are to people and you know you have to be mindful hello the mindful Gemini podcast you have to be mindful of what you say because it can really affect others negatively and you know I'm not like attacking this person who said it like I don't know the context of how she said it but because I heard that one line it has got me riled up and so you have to be conscious of what's coming out of your mouth because not everybody is going to hear exactly word for word what you have to say. There are going to be bits and pieces that people are going to hear and it is going to either get misconstrued or misinterpreted or whatever. And so you need to be mindful and you need to stop making comments like that. Even if it's, you know, not just like body as whole, but like even if it's like these middle schoolers who are sending pictures to people and bullying them and saying like haha I found your nose and then sending a picture of a monkey with like a Squidward nose yes that actually happened to me in middle school somebody had the audacity to message me on Facebook and be like haha found your nose and I just simply replied and like okay and then that person blocked me because I had the upper hand because it didn't affect me but then a few years later on down the line, it heavily affected me. And then a few years after that, I said, screw it, who cares? But, yeah. And I don't want to sit here and say that I am 100% confident in myself, because I am not. I still have my daily struggles, and that's okay, you know? But I certainly am a lot healthier and a lot happier from where I was a few years ago and I hope you are too and if you are where I was a few years ago just know that you are sculpted and perfectly made in your own way and that there are people out there who find you absolutely stunning okay like and if you want to change anything about you as long as you are doing something that is healthy and that isn't going to hurt you, you know, do whatever you want. If you want to get a nose job, do it as long as you do your research and you're healthy. You want to get a Brazilian butt lift? Girl, I support you, okay? Just do what makes you happy and don't be, don't be concerned with what others think. Yeah. Right, I had to take a break there for a second and kind of come calm down from that and come down from that kind of preacher moment that I had there. But yeah, ever since I wrote that diary entry, I've just felt like so free. I'm recording this podcast on Thursday, but yesterday, so Wednesday, I was really happy. I think 
it was something to do with the weather. It was 75, a perfect spring day. The flowers had bloomed. And, you know, usually sometimes during my breaks, I go inside the library or inside one of the buildings on my campus and I sit, either do homework or watch YouTube videos or edit these podcasts or something. But as soon as I sat down, I just immediately got up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and sit because it's a beautiful day and I am lacking some vitamin D. I mean, literally, I had to take vitamin D supplements for a while because my vitamin D level was so low. So I went outside and I sat on a bench outside the library and at my college, it was African American Heritage Week. So on Wednesday, there was, we have this thing called Flow where it's free lunch on Wednesdays if you have like a certain activity sticker. So everyone was in line for that, getting their free Subway sandwiches and people were getting um, free shirts that the student body kind of group was giving out. They had a live performance happening, so we had live music. Everyone seemed to be in a good mood. There were vendors out there, and I posted a few different stories on my Instagram, so if you guys go through my highlight that has a little diamond symbol on it, you'll probably see it, but I just felt like so great that day. It was everyone just seemed happy, like nobody was in a bad mood, and Overall, I was on such like a high of positive energy and then one of my friends from one of my classes came over and sat with me for a bit and then I had met a new kind of peer later on that day. So, I don't know, it was just a really great day and I'm so thankful for days like that where, you know, there's just no negative energy. And of course, today my morning kind of started off a little bit negative, but it was able to turn into kind of a weird positive, I guess you could say. Um, my aunt told me yesterday that the night before she had watched a dog show. I don't know what dog show she had watched, but she said, I think I want another dog. And normally I would say, really? So we're going to get a puppy? But I was just like, are you serious? Because we are not, I don't, to be honest, I think as a whole, our household is not mentally prepared for another, another dog. Like we have Rosie, who is my pride and joy, my little baby, and she's getting up there in age, but it's like, you know, we haven't had a new dog in the house since Tramp, who was our youngest, and we got him a year after we did Rosie, either a year or two years after we got her, and he had a shorter lifespan than Rosie, and this past summer, he unfortunately passed away, but, um, but I was like, are you sure? And she was like, I think I want another dog. And I was like, how about I ask you in like a week or in a month and see how you still feel about that. And so today we decided that we were going to go to the animal shelter and just look around. And even though it was my idea, I didn't think that we'd actually go. And so then instead of like, going straight on one of the streets that we usually go. We 
we're making a left and i'm just like where are we going she said well you said we should go to the animal shelter i was like i didn't mean today and so i was just like you know if you take me to the animal shelter i'm going to say hello to every single dog no matter what she wants like a small to medium-sized dog she doesn't really want like a bigger sized dog i said it don't matter what kind of dog it is i will say hello to it and i will pet it okay that is just the type of person i am i'm literally that person in the car who when i see a dog i will yell out doggy but yeah anyway <laughs> um so we went to the animal shelter and they had a lot of big dogs there but they had a few different little ones we went into this one area where they had three just adorable puppies in a row. My aunt really wants a puppy. I I thought that, you know, maybe a senior dog would be a little bit better for her since she is a senior, but no, she wants a puppy. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be her dog. She's going to get what she wants. And so there are three dogs in a row. There was a nine-month-old chihuahua, a six-month-old like long hair black terrier and then an adorable four-month-old russell terrier mix that i absolutely just fell in love with like she had her little paws up on the cage door and she was like saying hello and i was sitting there petting her and feeding her the treats that they leave out that you can feed the other dogs and my aunt absolutely loves chihuahuas so of course she stayed over with a chihuahua and just kind of fell in love and I was just kind of like, you know, like, the chihuahua's a little timid. I don't know how that's going to go with Rosie because Rosie is a spoiled little dog. And she is like, if she's not the star of the show, then it's not going to go over well. So I said, I think we need a dog that's going to, you know, kind of match that personality in a way. Like, I didn't know if a timid dog would be the you know correct idea and then also like it's a small little thing and smaller than rosie and i'm scared that like rosie's gonna smother it or like a hawk is gonna come by and swoop it up or something so i said you know maybe we should go with the russell terrier personally i just fell in love with that little terrier and i started calling her scout because she looked like a scout but we yeah it's kind of a like we didn't really have a lot of time to think I guess it was just kind of a she wants another dog well are you sure about this yeah I'm sure okay you're the one who's gonna take care of it you know kind of taking on the mom role and my aunt was taking on like the child role um so yeah tomorrow morning which is going to be Friday we're gonna go to the animal shelter and see you know, about the Chihuahua and about the Terrier because the two Terriers and the Chihuahua actually didn't go up for adoption until the 28th. So since tomorrow's the 28th, we're going to go down the animal shelter and check out the Chihuahua, see if we can bond with it. And yeah, the next podcast, I'll kind of update you guys on whether we got a new dog or not, but, you know, check out my Instagram because I'll probably put on there if um, we decide to adopt a dog. And I was also um, told by my aunts that the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, wants to pass a law 
about how he wants to kind of outlaw kill shelters in the state of California. And I think that that is such a great idea because the animal shelter that is in my city is a kill shelter. And, you know, we have an overpopulation of dogs in the state of California. And it's just so sad when they put them down for no reason. Like, I get it when there's just no hope for the dog and it's better for them like if they have a terminal illness or if they are on their last bit of life just kind of you know being a vegetable like I get it in that way when it's ethical but when you're putting down an animal just because you don't have room at the shelter I do not agree with that whatsoever and that is unfortunately what a lot of shelters and pounds do around here is if they can't if you know they have a surplus overpopulation of dogs or cats or whatever basically if they're not adopted within a certain amount of time then they euthanize them and it's like there are other ways that you know you can find the dog like a forever home for example there's this woman who um, has a rescue business, Panda Paws Rescue. It is Amanda. She's the owner of it. So she's, I believe, up in Oregon or Washington, and she partners with a few different shelters and pounds in California and some of the more populated states. And she goes to those different states every now and then and gets, like, a vehicle of, like, 30 or 40 dogs from those animal shelters and takes them to different states where they're actually in need of dogs because if the dogs or the cats or animal whatever if the animals can't like find a home in this state they probably have a better chance in some of the states where they're actually lacking dogs that can be rescued and adopted and are unfortunately relying on you know backyard breeders and searching the internet to purchase an animal when instead you can adopt and or rescue an animal that wasn't given a chance in another state and yeah I fully support the whole like banning euthanasia as long as it's like you know specifically banning euthanasia on a perfectly healthy dog like I still think that you know if there's just absolutely no hope for the dog because of a terminal illness or because they're basically a vegetable or they've lost motion in you know their legs or something then I do think euthanasia would probably be the best bet for the animal just to put them out of their misery but when you're putting down you know a healthy lively animal just because you don't have room at your shelter, that is where I think that euthanasia should never be an option. There's so many other options to, you know, give to that dog. But yeah, I would support it if it was outlined euthanasia of perfectly healthy dogs. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your guys' like opinions on that because I love hearing different points of view. Maybe you're someone who thinks that euthanasia is the, I don't know, one of the few solutions. I don't know, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on it, whether you agree with me or not. So 
in the comments of this on YouTube, since Mondays I upload this podcast to YouTube, um, go ahead and share that with me. And speaking of where this podcast is available, I just got approved for a myriad of different podcasting apps. Obviously, this podcast is available on Spotify and on Anchor FM, but recently I have now been added to, let me look at my list, Overcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Breaker, um, let me see, I'm going through my lists. Google Podcasts, I already said that one. Podcasts, or Pocket Casts, I apologize, Pocket Casts. And yeah, I'm available on a bunch of different sites. I'm still waiting for iTunes. Uh, one of my best friends, Alyssa, shout out Alyssa, wants to be able to listen to my, po- my podcast on iTunes, but I'm not there yet. I am still waiting for approval and I will 100% let you guys know when I do actually get approval for iTunes. But yeah, for now, Alyssa kind of has to listen to my podcast on either YouTube or I don't know, Anchor because she doesn't have Spotify, which I keep telling her that she needs Spotify, but uh, I'm just joking. Love you, Alyssa. But yeah, I'm available on some of those different apps and it's really cool being able to see like my podcast grow and be able to be on all these different listening apps because it opens it to a new audience of people. So if you're someone who this is the first time listening to my podcast, shout out to you. Thanks so much. I hope you, you know, stick around for a while and listen to my crazy, wacky adventures and thoughts and all of that stuff. And if you're someone who has been around for a while, thanks so much for sticking around. I can't believe people are actually listening to this on like a weekly basis. You know, I check my analytics every now and then just to see like how many people actually are listening out there. And for those of you that actually, you know, give a hoot, thanks. I honestly really appreciate it. And I feel like it's just going to go up from here. But yeah, I think I'm going to cut this podcast short this week because I've kind of run out of things to say. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Let me know some comments that you guys have and let me know about your own kind of, I don't know, experiences with body image and religion or you know, what you believe, what you don't believe, any of that good stuff, or just tell me an interesting story you had about this week. You know, I'm always looking for new little comments to read. Uh, Thank you guys so much for sticking around and hanging out with me. You can find all of my links in the description. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Spotify, all of that good jazz. I'll have links for all of that stuff. And yeah, I will see you guys back here next Sunday. Also, be able to check out the mindfulgemini.com. I added some new things over there and I have a blog post going up soon. And yeah, until next Sunday, I hope you guys have an amazing week, an amazing day, amazing night, wherever and whatever time it is. And yeah, see you guys. Bye.